What are the most amazing running and hiking routes in the world? Who did them and how fast? Welcome to the exciting new world of fastest known time, commonly known as FKTs. This podcast is produced by fastestknowntime.com, a website where you find out what's new and cool, plus track FKT efforts taking place right now. On this podcast, we'll meet the remarkable athletes who have established some of the best FKTs, ask them how they did it, and find out what it means to them. And we won't waste any of your time. The Fastest Known Podcast delivers great info to you in just 30 minutes so you can get back to your run, which of course is more important. Welcome back to the Fastest Known Podcast with two of the fastest known people, Scott and Ginny Jurek. Welcome, Scott, and welcome, Ginny. Thanks, Buzz. Thanks, Buzz. Well, everyone knows this uh, famous couple, but I still have to run down a quick list, a brief list. Scott, of course, is one, the Hard Rock 100, Badwater twice, the Spartathlon in Greece three times, and Western States 100 seven times, a record that is not likely ever to be repeated. And Jenny uh, has done many, many ultra races, many hundred milers, including UTMB. And with Dean Potter, you've climbed the northwest face of Half Dome in Yosemite. I did, although I'm not quite as fast as Scott. So the intro, <laughs> I should be on the slowest known podcast. But okay. As soon as we start the slowest known podcast, we'll have you come back. <laughs> okay, thank you. But of course, what uh, really is up and coming right now is the Appalachian Trail. You know, it's, it's been moving very, very fast. You two co-authored a book, which is currently on the New York Times bestseller list. The book's name is uh, North Finding My Way While Running the Appalachian Trail. And so if you're listening to this, feel free to go on to Amazon right now. It's available right now. It's a very good read. And part of it, if I may say so, is because it trades back and forth. You alternate chapters. First, Scott, a little bit in what you were doing, and, and then Jenny with the backstory. And as uh, we all know about multi-day FKTs, the crew is huge. So uh, congratulations on another successful book. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It wasn't easy. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> setting the, the FKT on the AT was probably a lot easier than writing the book in, in so many ways. Jenny and I wished we were back on the trail and doing that instead of writing and racking our brains for hours and sitting in front of a computer. But um, we, uh, yeah, we're very proud of it. And Jenny really pushed us uh, to the, the limit. So it was uh, fun to, to be a team again, working on a project that was in a lot of ways harder than the FKT in, in, in itself. Good point, good point. Putting your butt in the chair was just really hard. While you're a fantastic runner, so that came a little more natural. But the team part was interesting. So again, go purchase the book. You'll find all about the team. But writing also is a team effort. And if I recollect, Jenny had a, an idea in mind here of what wanted to come out. A little, little more raw honesty in the book. Is that right, Jenny? Yeah, um, just because it was such a personal thing for both of us, it wasn't all about the record and the FKT, but it was something that we both needed in our in that time of our life. Right, and so that do you feel that came out in the book? I do, yeah, I do. I do too. I learned, uh, well, Scott, you and I have known each other for some time, but I learned a lot in that book. And, of course, it was fun to see the the ultra-luminaries come and go, with Jimmy Jenny's uh, 
honest and humorous observations. I think that was one of the highlights for me. You know, here comes David Horgan, et cetera, et cetera. And they're all cycling through, and it's like, wow, this is these people. So it's really a fun read. And yeah, I'm always and it's like, fun. no, no more Horty, no more Speaker. <laughs> and it, it was fun. Yeah, and we, you know, it's always difficult, too, to write about your friends as well as people who are well-respected and well-accomplished. And we had a lot of fun because they're... They're great friends. They helped us a lot, um, but they're also colorful characters. And I feel like that's what the sport of all turning. So we wanted to write this book in a way that portrayed them in the true light. And a lot of people are like, hey, I can totally relate to, relate to Horty or, you know, I know that aspect of his personality. So um, and everybody likes us still after sometimes when you write a book, you know, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> Speedgoat, you know, loved uh, his chapter as well. So we tried to have fun with it, but also really um you know, give them credit, but also really bring out like, hey, they're interesting personalities. Right. And that's why I think um, something like an FKT that does take 46 days in our case, um, and we know it's um, brought down a little bit more each year, it seems like. Um, but when you do something for that duration, you're going to have so many different personalities, emotions. And we wanted to really capture, like Jenny said, not just you know, we did X, Y, and Z to get this record. We wanted to really inject all these other aspects. What did that, it feel like? That take, yeah. What did it feel like? And uh, why were you doing it? And the why part is very important, what you just alluded to, Scott, and you alluded to early on. And so FKTs, in some level, are like numbers, but not always. You know, on fastestknowntime.com, our website, where this will be placed, we always want to hear the story. So when someone submits an FKT, which is happening now two or three times a day from all over the world, it's really hot, it's really fun. And we always ask, what's the story? What's the report? Because that's the interesting part. Mm-hmm. And indeed, you just alluded to that. So when we look at the numbers, it's been, uh, it kind of strips, it, it explains a lot. It's easy to understand the number, but strips some of the meaning out. So I'll just take a second with the numbers. Uh, in 2015, you were 46 days in eight hours, and then Speed Goat went back the next uh, year, 45 days and 22, and then the very next year, 2017, String Bean, Joe McConaughey, unsupp- uh, self-supported, went 45 days and 12 hours, and then, of course, recently, Carol Sabe just knocked it out of the park with 41 days and seven hours. So those are the numbers. It's going down, but they don't really tell the story, and your book tells the story. So again, I recommend the book. Yeah, well, thanks. And it, it was a lot of fun, but it's also difficult to tell. You know, it's easy to write a, a trip report, but then to weave stories together and you know, still explain all these questions. And I think that's what the cathartic experience of writing a book, or like, what did you say, writing a trip report or um, a description or the story uh, behind it is really like the magic of, of what the experience was like. And everybody has their own story too, because some people don't share that in maybe what they submit to Fastest Known Times, but there's maybe a deeper story too um, that they don't always share. And I think that's... That's super right. special. And that's something that you hold. That's why we do these things, I think, that's is to like, you know, go out, push ourselves. You know, why do we keep going to those dark or difficult or places of struggle is to really, you know, find something out about ourselves or to discover something we didn't know um, right. was unique. So I think that's, yeah, that's right. really the And, and the it, did, it did get difficult there, didn't it? 
<laughs> Definitely. I mean, if you're going to do an FKT for 46 days or whatever length of time, um, as we all know, who've you know, run 100 miles or 50 miles or 50K or, or people's first half marathon or marathon or 10K, you might have a low point um, and you usually do the longer you go. Sometimes you have two or three. And I think those low points are what define the the experience uh, more than anything. The high points are great. Like getting to the end is awesome, but... Well, I'm all about the high points, but that's why I've never <laughs> set a record on the, on the AT. As Jennifer Farr Davis said, to your point, I found things in the woods I didn't know I was looking for. And that's not a bad line, is it? No, I mean, I think that's what why we went there and why we kind of went, um, you know, without doing all... We didn't have all the beta. We didn't, like, do all the... You were recon. not buttoned up. We, no, we weren't. And I know a lot of people have commented, like, well, why wouldn't somebody like Scott, you know, go and, like, do his homework, do the research? But this was a different trip. This is, like, Scott Drake Racing would always go preview the course, you know, live in Silverton for a month before Hardback. Like, he's... That's, like, normal Scott direct style but this was like a different time and place in his life and we wanted like the full adventure and the full we just didn't want all the beta we wanted to figure it out ourselves and you know if we were to go back we would do like a million different things different but um but we'll, we'll talk about that here we, you, know, you can't go back and i think that's yeah. like we are happy about the experience we had sure we mm-hmm. could have done things differently you know maybe it would have changed the outcome maybe i could have gone faster what have you but in the end it's like it was the way it happened and we're really happy about that and it was a, a rich experience and you know a definitely there are a lot of people involved and people got um on board and people were watching and, and following it. And I think that was a unique aspect and it's not for everybody, but it was, it was something that we're really grateful for because at times it was a little nerve wracking or it was harder on Jenny. Um, but at the same time, it added another dimension and perspective to the journey. Well, you mean having speed goat and Horty hanging around all the time is not totally <laughs> relaxing and normal? It got to that place where it was. But <laughs> at first I was like... Ugh. Great, fantastic people. I, I, sorry. Yeah. sorry, I start laughing and just I'm just picturing myself there right now because you know, knowing these people quite well, it's like, wow, this would have been interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and the, fortunately, the reading public agrees, uh, bestseller list. So we've seen the progression of the AT just you know, moving down every year now. It's kind of this hallmark. And Carol's from Belgium, so people are coming from overseas to do it. So where do you see FKTs? Or what do you see the state of the fastest known times? What are you thinking here? What comes to mind for you? I mean, for me, I was just telling Scott that somebody, I was at Leadville and somebody told me this about Roger Bannister, who was like chasing the four-minute mile forever. And like, it was this unachievable goal for decades and then as soon as he got it by like a fraction of a second then the next month somebody got it and then like a year later three people in one race went sub four minutes and I think and I'm not comparing these they're not apples to apples but I just think like once you see the possibility it's like doable then it just kind of opens it up to so much I think um, so, so many more opportunities. Like I think speed goat coming, he chased his stream. This was, you know, Number twice three. already. And then he came out and he saw like, 
he, he was always like, this record is so tight. There's no margin. Of <laughs> and then he saw us kind of like bumbling along at some point And he's just like, oh, you know I what? I can do this. I can do this too. <laughs> and so he did. You know, he came back. He had perfect weather. He like totally sent. And I feel like every time then people are like, oh, see some little like openings where mm. the time can get shortened. And I do, you know, I think even when Scott was out there, he's like, we could do, I could do this in 42. Some, like somebody's going to do it under 40 for mm. sure. But it's just, yeah. Well, you heard it here. Jenny is predicting. <laughs> I should note that Scott is nodding his head. Someone is going to do the Appalachian Trail under 40 days. Okay. I mean, it's natural. And I've, I've talked to trail dog Andrew Thompson, who, of course, is a, a previous record holder, um, Carl. You, know, you talk to these individuals, and it's fun. I had a text exchange with trail dog last year, and he was just like, oh, yeah, the hybrid approach is the way to go. And, you know, there's all these different techniques now um, and people just with new philosophies or people trying new things it just pushes performance to another right. level and that's what I think we're going to see in FKTs um, it gets um, tricky I think with the whole unsupported self-supported like how do you prove things I mean and this was really weird when Carl was setting uh, Meltzer Speedgoat was setting the record um, there was claims of somebody, you know, actually a woman who's a hiker. She was out doing 70 mile day. Oh, she did a 75 mile day. And like, it was totally false. And, you know, how do you back up these claims? I think that's the most difficult thing because mm -hmm. there are certain egos. Um, the majority, hopefully 99.9% .9 of people are honest and true. And we can just like, you know, climbers ethic of, mm -hmm. you know, you just have to trust people um, and it's on your honor and it's an honor system. But I think that's a unique perspective of where self-supported and unsupported go. Like, how do you prove these things? And how do you, yeah, just how do you right. manage that? Because hopefully you wouldn't have to, but we do, we've seen it already. Like, Absolutely. You, yeah. So that's the, the tricky part of FKTs because you don't have as many people out there watching. Like right. in a race, you have a course, you have the you know officials out there, and, and that's what's unique. Whereas FKTs, it is really an honor system, and we have to hope that everybody's out there. And then for whatever reason, it seems like certain trails get a more, more notoriety, whether it's the... You know the crossing of the Grand Canyon and, and setting records there, but and whatever Scott Jurek does, well, that's a good. That's <laughs> no, a good, I wouldn't say that. That's a good point, and indeed, fastknowntime.com. We've dealt with that very mm -hmm. heads up, as you know, and our administrator for that is Peter Backwin, who has a PhD in physics from Harvard and you know, just retired from NOAA. So he is the person to do that. He cannot be biased in any way. And we've buttoned this up pretty good. And as you said very correctly, Scott, we had to go to another level with this. Mm -hmm. it, we went from, we all knew each other. You know, I know right. you, you know me. If you're doing something, well, you know, we're all part of the same community. It's not at all like that now. And so now we have to use external technology. Basically, to submit an FKT to fastknowntime.com, you need a GPS track. If you don't have that, we're not, we're kind of like, mm. So that has turned over in just this last few years. And Carl documented it remarkably well. He actually had signed affidavits from two people per day on the trail. So it's, it's kind of interesting. Yeah. And that's, that's where it does get unique, like what yeah, what level will, will records have to go and and how much do you document that? And, you and, know, do and you fortunately, have that, has, that has been uh, decided. Yeah. So if you go to the FAQ section of the website, you can read what is required right now, oh, which is new. Just this, yeah. this is past year or so. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I think it's and, and it's it's interesting and it's another aspect too. I I even left um, notes and you know trail registers at 
shelters and made sure, you know, timestamp photos. There's a lot of layers I think people can go to and it's unique, but, um, I think it's it's important and, and it's a fun aspect too. Like you sh- you should interact. I think sometimes people are just oh I'm setting this record, but you to me interact. part of the part of the experience is interacting. Especially if you're gonna be out there for forty some days, it's like you, <laughs> you go crazy not you know talking to people occasionally. But you know everybody has their own personality and the, their own way of doing things. And like they say on the Appalachian Trail, I think it's very fitting for FKTs. You know you hike your own hike um, and you set your own FKT. The, Un- understanding you've got to have certain parameters. And I think that's great that, you know, Absolutely. the FKT website has set a little bit more standards because it does get no, the, tricky the, out the, there. The website is now the worldwide standard. And so it's really helpful. We, they come in from all over the world and magazines check in there to see if it's verified or not. Because we had to do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it was going to get nuts. Because it went from just individuals doing it a little bit like you, you were yeah. in terms of I want to do this for my own reasons. So now it's professional. Yeah, everybody has like a, a trailer for the, the project <laughs> and like these film crews. And I mean, there was a film crew following us, but it wasn't, our, they were just wanted to follow, they're making a film on vegan athletes. It wasn't like our own film crew. Would, but I do think like we, not to say like we set the standard, but we had this, you know, this Delorme GPS thing and it wasn't working. Like it just didn't work in the, deep south and stuff and I was on the phone like with the developer like all every wow. the first few days I was like I guess not getting any track like I don't know how to do this and like I you know and because of what Scott did and all the hits that they got and all the points that he was doing they changed their whole like software you know they were learning with uh-huh. Scott they were learning with us and so I think now like it's even it's so much better now even just three better. years later. They're lighter. Yeah. They have, you know, all the features. And so there's really no excuse. I think that a yeah, lot of people... Yeah, exactly. And that's just the price you pay. You have to carry something that weighs a little bit more. That's I, I think and that's his important. his was a brick. <laughs> and now it's, I used to call it the brick. I'm like, I'm not bringing the brick. It was that's a half a pound. It was eight ounces. I'm know, aware of that. Yeah. Now it's the... Actually, there's one right there on my desk. And now there's the Garmin Mini, which is 3.4 ounces. And as you said, yeah. there's no excuses. Mm-hmm. This is, you kind of need yeah. to do it. And that's what's funny. Like, even, mm-hmm. even friends, though, like, we always want to make sure people are checking. Like, Horty, he would send, oh, I got my spies out there. And people who are <laughs> invested in something like the Appalachian Trail, which is a lot of places are remote, but the AT is so accessible. And there's, like, a whole network of people that They're live, breathe <laughs> the AT. So it's, it's kind of cool. And that's where even Horty was checking on me, like, which... I think it's is good. good. Like friends should check on friends and not just assume like, oh yeah, they're doing like that's totally fine. But we just kinda of found it funny. Like, you know, so you mentioned like, oh yeah, we're all friends, but you know, people want to make sure people are doing things right. And I think that's what's really important as things are moving along. Like you've made sure of that. Thanks, Scott. Good good point. And now also different for you two is you're a family. You own a home here in Boulder, you have two young children, obviously a married couple. And nowadays, there's a lot of things are being done by 20-somethings. You know, they uh, you go out there and run for two or three hours in the morning, and then, then go get your massage, then have a cup of coffee, and then write <laughs> on your blog. And uh, you, your lifestyle might be a little different than that. I mean, that does sound nice. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, it is different now. I mean, and spoiler alert from the book, like we did have children after, um, because a large part of why we went to the AT was just kind of dealing with starting our family. So that's true. We do have kids, and um, it's just different. It's enjoying the mountains at a different speed. It's, it's different. And with more weight. 
<laughs> I'm calling 50 pounds of kiddo, um, you know, one on the front, one on the back. And so I'm doing a lot of resistance training these ah, days. Um, okay. But we do get out on our own. Like the biggest thing we do miss is running together on the trails in the mountains. That's the one thing. It's like, oh, we take our turns doing things. Um, but they're they're a blast. And, you know, you have your different phases right now. Our phase is like chasing them around and, you know, doing all the things. But um, we're, we're starting to get into a rhythm. But the, the lack of sleep, like is another level and trying to be like on when the two-year-old you know raven wakes up at 6 30 or 6 and is like i'm ready to go and you haven't gotten much sleep so but you're two are experts in lack of sleep i know right? the et is good prep for having children <laughs> so i uh, uh, kids don't try this at home but jenny uh, just said the at is good prep for having children and sleep deprivation practice if you want to test a relationship or marriage or a partnership that's a, a good a way to do it or, yeah write a book and set a record together but these are all great things and I think that's what life is. It's that we go through different phases, so phases, to speak. And, yes. you know, you have to, you know, appreciate what's in those phases. And right now it's, um, you know, I'm getting back into running more and, and that sort of thing. Um, but, yeah, we're trying to figure out, like, what's next and mm-hmm. you know, how do we how do we do this with kids. And we hang out a lot with our uh, friends, Becca and Tommy Caldwell, and they have two little ones. And so we you know, look to our friends who are still charging ahead and still doing a lot. So it, it gets tricky. That alternation is one of the standard practices, isn't it? <laughs> you, know, you, you go for a run, yeah. then he goes for a run. But you can't really do it together too often. And we're getting the double jogger uh, stroller revved up because I'll be pushing both of them. But, or we have to push both, each push one of them. Um, well, also the problem is our, our babysitters are all runners and like they're booked on weekends. That's great. I know, I gotta find some non you're sitter, here we are in Boulder. You're in the, bo- the bubble. I know. You, you want a sitter on the weekend. They're all out, you know, throwing down. Oh, yeah, I so. know. I'm always like, our babysitter is faster than your babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's uh, you just mentioned next, Scott? Uh, obviously, there is there's next. There's things going on, and, and e- almost equally obvious, you you would be disinclined to go into great detail but you know what what, do you, what can you share here i mean you've obviously have thoughts no one's going to hold you to what you're saying right now but just just thinking yeah i, no, no I do a lot of here. i do just a lot thinking. of i do a lot of thinking i think that's um where i'm at my phase of my life because i know what these things entail such as an fkt that lasts 40 days um the strain that it puts on one physically, mentally, all of those things. And then knowing also from a partner or relationship and family and now having two kids, um, Castle Black is going to get a little bit more cramped, our van, with uh, two little ones and <laughs> trying to have everything organized with gear. So um, definitely is next level. But we definitely want to do something big again. And I'm trying right now, I'm in that phase of like uh, figuring out what that is and trying to get inspired to to pick the right thing. I've always said that I've got maybe a couple of these or two or three of these big, long trail um, or whatever distance journey runs, FKTs, you want to, whatever you want to call them. And so I've 
decided that you know I've got to pick I've got to pick wisely and make sure it's something that I'm really psyched on, really energized. And I think that's important for people who are thinking about maybe doing an FKT. Or I try to encourage people. It doesn't even have to be an FKT, but maybe pick that route that you've always looked at on a map. Um, I've done journey runs in cities before. Living in Seattle, I was like, oh, I always wanted to run around you know, Lake Washington. They used to hold a race around there that was 50 miles, and so I did that a couple times in training. So I think you can you can find things in training too. And so what I'm trying to do is pick that next big thing for an FKT or journey run that really entices me and gets me excited. So I look to old books right now. I'm looking at old books on FKTs wow. or like journey runs. I love looking at stuff from the seventies and eighties. He's a student. <laughs> Scott. You know that. I know, know that. that this is great story, but yeah, that's I love looking you, at old stuff and you know, I'm looking at my old, you know, my older friends who are um, what I like to say they're, they're like wise, buzz. <laughs> buzz or hoardy, you know, and even though, you know, um, again, they all have their own opinions about stuff, but yeah, looking to interesting and fun things. And there's, it's hard to find things too that are unique because mm-hmm. as we all know, a lot of people are after things. It's uh, hard to find things that are they're, untouched. They're on it. Of course, currently, as we speak, Ricky Gates is running every street in the city of San Francisco. So my guess is this is, you're not going to go for Denver next. (laughs) (laughs) Which I love, you know, Ricky and I have great conversations all the time about stuff where we're good buddies. And so when I saw he was doing that, I'm super psyched. Because again, it's like finding something that's close to you too. You don't have to like go, you know, thousands of miles away to set a record too. Even though I've looked at stuff, well, international would be cool um, to do something internationally. But it's hard to say. So like I, so yeah, finding urban runs and things that are, Unique, Scott. You're yeah. articulating this extremely well. Very much appreciate that. You've indeed described the theme of FKT movement, which is it's you, it's your inspiration. It's not the number. Mm-hmm. What does this mean to you? And so people look at what not just Carol, but you know, Walmsley, Jim Walmsley, you know, rim to rim to rim the Grand Canyon, saying I can't do that. It doesn't matter. What is meaningful to you? Mm-hmm. And you've just described that very well. And secondly, if I may, you've described the research, which I very much appreciate, because FKTs, unlike a track race or something else, you need to understand, you need to learn, you need to grow. And since sometimes they're urban, but more often they're out in nature, you have to learn about that part of the world. Mm-hmm. And so if a super fast guy comes into your neck of the woods, he might not be able to do what you did because they don't know it as well. And that's terrific. That's part of the game. That's why top people such as yourselves and, of course, you know, Killian Jornet. I mean, Killian and Emily have just stated they just want to do FKTs. That's their thing. Mm-hmm. Their sponsor makes them race. But that's when you get to the top of the game, you want to engage more of who you are. And you just described that very well. You're reading some old books and seeing what moves you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. A- any yeah. ideas coming up right now? Uh, I'm toying with like something still in the U.S. Sometimes I think about, you know, keeping it, yeah, keeping it closer versus like I've thought about doing something in Asia, thought about Europe um, and, and doing some of these trails or routes that sound interesting to me. So, yeah, to be honest, it's uh, I'm going to keep it <laughs> under wraps just because I, I kind of like that element of surprise. I like not um, divulging too much. And that's what I did with the AT, like literally it was the the night before the day before I posted a picture so I think we like to keep it that way um but yeah and it's hard to say like what kind of style you know we'll do it and will it be you know open again so that 
you know, all these people show up. Jenny and I go, <laughs> Jenny's like <laughs> saying no in her soft voice. In case, case you missed that, Jenny but, was going, no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's, it's interesting. Again, it was a unique part. And I will mention this. You mentioned people like their backyards. And the one thing on the AT, we met so many individuals, um, two in particular that helped us, Ryan Welts and Christina Welts um, out of New Hampshire, they were phenomenal in the Mahusics and the Whites, and I've gotten to know both, and total bad, there's so many badasses. I want to just <laughs> make a shout out to the Northeast and the East Coast in general doesn't really get um, the call. attention. I feel like all of the attention is out West, and being from Minnesota originally, we were always about like beating the Californians and the West folks, but the Northeast has some amazing runners. And you look at Ben Nephew and some of these just, I'm talking Absolutely. gnarly runners that run trails. And those guys and gals, um, you put them on their turf, and I'd hands down, oh, nobody will touch them. No will touch them. And so that's what I think is unique, too, about these FKTs when Ryan was telling me, like, oh, yeah, I set this record. Or Trail Dog, you know, setting the basically the top 4,000-foot or the 4,000-footers in New Hampshire. Like, these are things where um, nobody else probably wants to. But if, if you look at the numbers and look at what they've done, it's it's amazing. So if they can only translate that out to say a course like the Western States 100 or a Hard Rock course or be able to get in, you're, but you're yeah. so right. You know all the limelight, the spotlights mm-hmm. out here, mm-hmm. and yet you mentioned people like nephew. And when you look at the FKT our FKT site and go to New England, these guys are throwing down on the Prezi Traverse. You know the Hut to Hut is a classic. The Pimajawasset Loop is a classic, and they're taking each other's times down by less than a minute. That's how competitive they are. And then you try to go there, you're not going near that. Yeah. And they're all buddies, too. It's fun like to, to just hear about stories. And so it was Excellent. really fun like, to hear about that stuff while on the trail trying to set a record and, and hearing you know trail dog stories about the, the 4,000-footers and, and things like that. And then you hear about people like, oh, yeah, you think these mountains are tough? You know, the Adirondacks. <laughs> so these are things, again, nobody knows about the FKTs there because it's, again, a small you know, local tight knit groups. So that's that's what I find fascinating too is, is learning Excellent. about these areas. The, or the South. There's some amazing mountain runs down there too. Right. Georgia, North Carolina, Tennessee, the Smokies. Um, these are the places where Jenny and I enjoyed the most. Um, well, go to fastknowntime.com because right in the front page, there's a li- list, a chronological list of recent FKTs. It goes back the previous 20. And you'll see them coming in from all over the place. And I, I it comes to my email box and it's very distracting it's hard to get work done this comes up and i go whoa look at that dang i'd like to go do that and so it keeps it keeps going doesn't it and like you just said everywhere you go you're going to turn over a rock you're going to find something remarkable yeah and maybe somebody will be like hey i just want to go do a run on a section of that course or that route that somebody did and i think that's what's unique too because i again with technology i used to love looking at backpacker magazine to get inspiration of routes that i would mm-hmm. run and there's some places i was just looking at getting up into the Rawa wilderness um, which is local here in colorado just a couple hours away up in the north and uh, rockies and so there's places where i first got introduced from backpacker magazine so i think one cool thing about the fkt site or the fkt movement is that people would be maybe interested from like photos or trip reports or descriptions of these routes and say hey i want to go do a section or i could do you know a 30 mile section or I want to do a backpacking trip or a fast packing trip. So that's what's fun, I think, too. Totally right. You don't have to set the FKT. No. It doesn't could. matter at all. You can just be inspired by this and say, hey, I'll get on that. It looks like a good route. Hmm, definitely. So it sounds like in a year from now, 
we're going to have you back on this podcast. <laughs> right? Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, you, even if it doesn't go well, that's the best story. Oh, yeah, story. definitely. Definitely. We, okay. yeah, we're, we want to do something, and Jenny is finally recovered. Um, mentally as well i mean that, that's the biggest thing emotionally there's you know there's part of it too like i didn't want to go out and set another as much as people and maybe it's because i've done a lot with my career and you know I'm 44 now um it's finding again that that you have to have that desire and that that drive to go out and do these things because again people who've been there know this and i think that's why speed goat and hordy loved coming out our trail dog you know made a appearance for a day it's because they they want to like see that get it, you know, touch it again without totally touching. There's that, not misery loves company, but like you've got to go to some places that are tough and you do that day after day after day. So it's not easy to turn around and say, oh yeah, I want to do another 40 day FKT. So it takes a while. So that's why I think it's taken three years for us to figure it out. Beyond the kids, beyond the writing the book and, <laughs> and all the other projects. I think, I think you're just, you just don't want to write another book. That's your problem. <laughs> <laughs> you're happy. Like a kid's book. A kid's book. Well, we look forward to having you back on this podcast in another, we don't know. We're not going to say when, but certainly in another year. How's Great. that? Another sounds, year. Okay. Sounds good. Love to, love to be back on this. It's always a pleasure. Okay. Well, Jenny and Scott, thanks for being here and congratulations again. It's a real inspiration. Oh, and thank you. And you articulated the FKT movement brilliantly. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Buzz. Good to see you. Thanks, Buzz. I hope you've gotten some good ideas for your next big run. Subscribe to this podcast so you can find out what's cool every week. It will be delivered to you each Friday. And definitely go to fastestknowntime.com to read the notes from this show and ask questions or make comments on what you've heard today. There are FKTs being reported daily that are incredible, but you maybe have never heard of them. So stay up on what is happening on this website and follow us on Twitter, the Gram, and Facebook. Many people have thanked us for this work, and you can too by clicking support this site at the bottom of the webpage. Tune in next Friday. It's going to be fast and good.